This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, if you're wondering, yes, yes, everything is still really, really stupid. I mean, like, really, really stupid. If you're wondering, for those of you watching on YouTube, I I have my studio right next to a window. I like the natural light. It seems like it's getting dark outside. It's because it is. It's because it's nighttime. I'm supposed to be winding down for the day. And instead, I'm here talking to you guys, which I love. I love recording these podcasts and getting them out to you guys, but not for these reasons. Because I've literally been on tilt all day long, right? I had a great day, had some good interviews, had some good things kind of happen that I can kind of get more into later for you guys, some big announcements. But I just was mad all day long, okay? Now, I I will tell you from the beginning, before I get into the episode, you might be tempted to skip this episode because of the subject matter, because you're going to figure out what the subject matter here in a second is, right? It might seem a little bit niche, right? It might seem that it doesn't really apply to you, but it does. And you're just going to have to trust me. So stick with me. We're going to get into some details that, that really don't seem like they apply to you, but I promise, I promise I'll bring it all together. Okay. So my alma mater, okay. The university of central Oklahoma was in the news recently. And typically you're in the news for really, really good things or really, really bad things. And we'll figure out which one it is here in just a second. But the University of Central Oklahoma, for those of you that don't know, it is located in Edmond, Oklahoma, which is the the city where I currently reside. That's a suburb of Oklahoma City. It is the third largest university in Oklahoma behind OU and OSU. And it's got about 15,000 students. When I was there, it had about 17,000 students. So I got a scholarship to go to the University of Central Oklahoma as an incoming freshman It was basically a full ride scholarship. Uh, It was a scholarship for leadership um, and for kind of involvement and those types of things. Uh, So I didn't go the athletic route. I went the leadership route. It it was basically my only option aside from going to my hometown university. So I was so thankful to do it and I wanted to come and do a really, really good job. Okay. So I was at the University of Central Oklahoma as an undergraduate from 2004 to 2008 when I graduated with my degree. And then I came back a couple of years later and then I got my MBA while I was uh, working on campus. Okay. So when I was there, and, and, and I'm not saying any of this stuff here in a second to, to you know pat myself on the back or anything. I just want to kind of give you a sense of who I was because there were about 17,000 students there when I was there, but um, I was one of the higher performing students, right? Because I was there on scholarship. One of the things about the scholarship is you had to be involved, right? You had to kind of have your hands and everything going on on campus. And also I lived on campus for all four years and I lived in a dormitory that was literally in the middle of campus right? So I was in the middle of everything, but I did graduate top of my class in my undergrad and my graduate work. I was the president of some organizations that were fairly big. It was, it was, it was one of those things I got really, really involved. Okay. And I was, I was known by a lot of students. I was also known by a lot of faculty and staff and, and it really did me well. I, I learned a lot of great things from a lot of great people, but I just wasn't just another student that just went in, was quiet and got my degree, you know, made some moves and, and did some things. So is there any way to not sound like a douche when you describe it that way? Sorry. But anyway, so that's that. But one of the organizations that I was a part of was something called old blue crew. Okay, so the old blue crew, their entire reason for existence was basically to increase school spirit, right? Because, you know, when you're not the biggest school, right, when you're a division two school and when you don't play football games on ABC on Saturday night, you know, you kind of have people that, you know, will downgrade your school. And that was kind of our thing is like, no, no, be proud of your school. Be proud to be a UCO Bronco and, and all the things that come with that. And one of the things that we did 
that really increased school spirit, we will say, is we not only got people to come out to the games, and we mean all the games, football, baseball, basketball, volleyball, soccer, like we went to everything, right? Not only did we get students to the games, we taught these students our fight song. Because a lot of people go to a university and they don't ever really learn the fight song. They also don't learn the alma mater, but the fight song is just something that's just kind of lost on them. And whenever it's being played at games or something like that, it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just a little bit weird. They just kind of sit there and oh, kind of hum along and do whatever. But one of the things that we did is we taught people these fight songs. And I remember this one thing. This was the beginning of my junior year. I was president of the old Blue Crew, and we were going to do kind of this, this first big meeting on campus. All the students had come back for the year. And, you know, we're getting ready for the fall. We're getting ready for football and volleyball and soccer and all these different things. And we were going to do our first meeting of the year. And we expected 50 to 100 people to show up, right? Because we were giving out T-shirts and all that. And so we did this meeting outside between... Between these two dorms, Myrtle Hall and West Hall, and a thousand people, over a thousand people showed up to this first meeting where we gave them a t-shirt and taught them the fight song, right? And so here is actually the UCO fight song. This is a fight song for the University of Central Oklahoma. And now for you guys, I am going to go ahead and sing it, okay? I'm going to go ahead and clap through it just so you get the idea. There's no full ensemble band behind me, but we'll go ahead and get to it here. So here we go. Fight boys, fight for UCO. Fight, boys, fight today. Fight for the team, boys, all full of steam, boys. Here are cheers for you. Go, Broncos. Fight, boys, fight for the bronze and the blue. Fight, boys, fight today. Add one more victory to our team's history. You, C, O, Broncos. There you guys go. Don't ever say I didn't do anything special for you. It's the first time I think I've sang for you guys on the podcast. If you didn't enjoy it, I can't really help you. It is what it is. But those are the lyrics to the fight song. That's our fight song, right? But guys, guys, little did I know that in singing that song, in chanting that song, in teaching that song to others, including to elementary school children at times, that I was participating in structural racism against black people and demeaning women. Yes, I'm serious. I'm 100% serious. I was participating in racism against black people and demeaning women. So let's go back to the beginning of this story, which led me to having a very frustrating day for this one main purpose. So I get a message early this morning from a friend and fellow UCO alum. His name is Mike. And this guy actually had a gal that he ended up marrying who was a scholarship athlete female that went to the University of Central Oklahoma as well, just to give you a little bit of background. But this was the text I got early this morning. Kyle. Last night, I learned that the UCO fight song is racist and is in the process of changing. I feel safer already. So very, very funny thing at the end. I feel safer already, but I had no idea what he was talking about, right? So I go to Mr. Google, I look it up and there it pops up on the news. There's a headline from KOCO News 5 in Oklahoma. It says, UCO in process of revising fight song amid backlash over some of the lyrics. Okay. So that's an interesting headline especially because you just heard me sing the fight song, right? So before we go any further, let me read the lyrics again. And let's just see if you can spot the highly problematic lyrics in question. I'll just read them. I won't sing it. You're welcome. Fight boys fight for UCO. Fight boys fight today. Fight for the team boys. All full of steam boys. Here are cheers for you. Go Broncos. Fight boys fight for the bronze and the blue. Fight boys fight today. Add one more victory. To our team's history, U-C-O Broncos. 
Okay. So it's not too hard to see how someone could see that the song isn't inclusive enough of women, especially female athletes. Okay. Because it keeps referring to boys in the song. It actually says the word boys six times in that very, very short song. Okay. Now here's the interesting thing that most people don't really realize, especially people that are really looking at this story is that they actually tried to change the fight song while I was an undergrad there. So this would be around the 2005, 2006 area when I was, when I was in school there, there was backlash from people that we never actually met that said we should change it instead of being fight boys fight to fight team fight because the girls, especially the female athletes on campus don't feel very included whenever people sing that song. But that wasn't really the case because I remember at the time talking to a lot of the volleyball players, females, to the female soccer players, to the female basketball players. None of them had a problem with the song. At least they didn't admit it whenever we directly asked them, like, hey, do you have a problem with the song? And even the university, they tried to print up t-shirts that had fight team fight on it. And our organization was like, screw that. And we printed ones that said fight boys fight on it because nobody was actually offended by it. You know who was offended by it? You know, maybe some, they didn't have the word at the time, but super woke and progressive, you know, people like staff members and professors that didn't actually come to the games, right? They just found out that the word boy was used in a fight song and they thought, ah, hey, hey, we can, we can cause some issues. We can have some trouble. We can create a ruckus, right? But none of the girls that went to the games, none of the girls that supported these teams and none of the girls that played on these teams gave a crap. They liked the fight song. And I'm sure one of the main reasons for that is because people's prefrontal cortexes typically work. And these girls and everybody else that sang the song knew that this song was written well before Title IX well before women were actually able to compete in collegiate athletics or otherwise, right? I mean, at the time that the song was written, there were only boys, and I know that's problematic because we're assuming someone's gender, but there were only boys, biological males, that were able to compete in sports. So of course they wouldn't say fight team fight or fight random word fight. They would say fight boys fight. It makes perfect sense. But that wasn't the most offensive thing about the song. No, 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 no. Because the lyrics of that song, need I, need I remind you, are supremely racist as well. Not just sexist, racist. So we're going to actually go back to that news article. And I'm just going to read it to you here because it's really, really short. And I'm sorry in advance for making you dumber. But let's go ahead and read it. The University of Central Oklahoma is revising its fight song after recent backlash over some of the lyrics. The Reverend Harry Gatewood III, a former UCO football player who graduated in 2008, said that he thought when he happened to be looking, sorry, said he had a thought when he happened to be looking at the college's Instagram post last month with the school mascot. Quote, and while looking at the same post about the mascot, I proceeded to go to the UCO history page, and it was the coming together of the UCO fight song being intertwined with Pride Month and Black Music Month, unquote, Gatewood said. He told KOCO5 that among other things, the song isn't inclusive. He also has issues with the word boy, which he'd like to be removed from the college's fight song. Quote, as you may know, the word boy back in the more ancient past was used as a derogatory word against black men, unquote, Gatewood said. I'll, I'll stop saying quote and unquote. We'll just go with it. And some individuals might not see the word boy as incriminating or harmful. But when you have black athletes actually over the age of 18 who are actually men and you're telling those boys to fight, it could be a bit demeaning or even more so if you're a female athlete. I was like, that probably needs to be changed because as you know, UCO is doing great in regards to women's athletics. 
Gaywood said he sent an email to UCO's diversity and inclusion office and learned university officials were already taking steps to address his concerns. A group of students and administrators are currently working together to make revisions to the university fight song that reflect an inclusive community and that the process has started prior to receiving Mr. Gatewood's concerns, UCO officials said in a statement to KOCO5. The goal is to have it ready to unveil at the beginning of the fall semester, just in time for fall sports. We're heartened to have so many members of our central community, students, faculty, staff, and alumni in alliance on enhancing inclusivity on campus. Astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. I mean, this whole time, I've been singing a song that could have kicked off a Klan rally, and I didn't even know it. I had no earthly idea. And, and here I am, having participated in this bigoted, racist movement. But, but here's the thing. The funny thing about this article is I actually know Harry D. Gatewood you know, Reverend Gatewood III, I happen to know him. He, he and I were classmates together. We, we got, I think we got the same degree. We certainly had multiple classes together before he became Reverend Gatewood, right? I knew him as a football player. I knew him as a student. I also knew him as a writer for the, the school newspaper, right? So here's a few interesting things that I know about Reverend Gatewood, okay? Number one, he never publicly stated that the fight song was racist while playing for the football team. Now, I cannot remember, so I don't want to say something that's not true. I can't remember if he was a scholarship athlete, but I would like to think that he was. I'm, I'm pretty certain he was, but I don't know for certain. But while he was playing for the team, representing the team with Broncos across his chest and UCO on his helmet, he never stated that the fight song was racist. Now, there were five to six home games a year. And if we presume that he played for four years, he probably heard that song hundreds of times because it's played dozens of times a game, right? And, and he just, he, he ne it never occurred to him. He had supposedly been black his whole life because I don't know if trans racism is a thing anymore. Trans race is a thing. So I'm assuming that he's identified as black his entire life, but it seemingly wasn't a problem. The word boy wasn't a problem when he was a student. The other thing that I know about him is he never publicly stated that the fight song was racist while writing as a columnist for the UCO student newspaper, the Vista. He, he never mentioned that. I don't remember a single article about it. I don't remember a single conversation that he had with me or anybody else. And I was one of those students on campus that if you're going to do something to screw with the fight song, it's so intertwined with the organizations that I was with, I would have certainly heard about it. And the other thing I know about Reverend Gatewood is that he never publicly stated that the fight song was racist until he thought he could use it to score some woke points. So since I am personal friends with Harry D. Gatewood, I just went over to Facebook to see if he had been maybe patting himself on the back. And wouldn't you know it, he was. He was. So I'm going to read something from his personal Facebook, but I'm not going to share his picture here or anything like that. But his name is out there because he's out there on the news. So I'm not doxing the guy by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just reading something that he posted. Here. I'm glad to see my alma mater, the University of Central Oklahoma, making big strides to eradicate oversights of historical trauma that can create barriers for inclusion and microaggressions that can unintentionally cause racial trauma or gender bias. That is an actual sentence that a human being wrote. I'm just going to go ahead and read it again because it's astonishing. It is a, and it's an astonishing sentence, but here we go. 
I'm glad to see my alma mater, the University of Central Oklahoma, making big strides to eradicate oversights of historical trauma that can create barriers for inclusion and microaggressions that can unintentionally cause racial trauma or gender bias. That's legitimately one of the dumbest things that's ever been written using the English language. I'm not even sure that it meets all the qualifications to be readable because it's so stupid. But hey, he's patting himself on the back and there's a dozen or so people that think he is amazing, that he's a hero for writing an email to the diversity and inclusion office. But, but here's, here's the thing, guys. And again, I, I promise I'm going to bring this back to something that is very, very pertinent to you individually. Here's the reality. The UCO fight song isn't racist. I, I mean, not in the least bit. And Harry Gatewood knows it. He went looking for something to be offended by, and he found it. Guys, the larger problem is that now the university is going to play into this delusion, right? But, but here's the big key, and this, this is going to come back to you, I promise. By, quote-unquote, revising the fight song, the university is admitting to the public that they agree that the song is problematic, a.k.a. racist and sexist. They're admitting it. So when you have the university president and you have other members of the cabinet saying that they're going to revise it, you don't revise something that isn't a problem. You don't revise something that is already working for you, right? You revise it when it's broken, when it could be better, right? But again, this fight song has been around for decades and decades, but only now, only now, right? 60 years after the civil rights movement, do we realize that it's this problematic? And it apparently just took one hero, which actually brings up this point. I told you that this song was written before Title IX, right? Before women were able to compete. Also, this song was written before desegregation, before the civil rights movement, right? So this argument that Harry's making, that somehow this song is a call to black men that are competing for the school and referring to them as boy, which is a demeaning term when used racially, right? Is nonsense. Because at the time that this was written, black folks were not allowed to compete in collegiate athletics at the University of Central Oklahoma. And I hate that that's the reality, but that is part of our history. We shouldn't hide it, but at the same time, that's the reality. Women were not able to compete for this school. Neither were black people. So to all of a sudden assume that the song written before Title IX and before desegregation was meant to demean women and demean black people specifically, not theoretically, but specifically, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous on its face. What we're doing when we do things like this is we're ignoring the meaning and the intent of words. We're saying that meaning and intent don't matter. Just our modern interpretations. That This is part of the fixing of history that some people see it as, right? We're going to go back in time, a la 1984, and we're going to pretend as if these things were never written. We're going to completely erase them. But the thing is, is that meaning and intent do matter. And if Reverend Gatewood actually thinks that the word boy is problematic, I want to see him go out and everywhere the word boy is used in any song, anywhere, not just fight songs, even on the radio, right? Anywhere that you can listen to a song. If the word boy is used 
We should get rid of that song. That song is problematic. It should be changed. It should be replaced. Now, Harry gave his suggested changes to the fight song. Okay, so instead of fight, boys, fight, he was just going to say fight, 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 right? And so it basically replaced every time it said boy with fight, and, and that was his thing, right? But I got something special for you guys. And for any of you UCO alums out there, especially you that know the fight song, and there are quite a bit of you that listen to this podcast, I went ahead and took on the project of fixing the fight song. Yeah, me. I'm going to fix it. So what I did is I channeled my inner Karl Marx and in my inner Ibram X. Kendi and my inner Robin D'Angelo and my inner AOC and my, my, my inner everyone that would kind of fit into any of those categories, right? And I fixed it. So let me go and remind you what the original lyrics are. And then we're going to go line by line and we're going to fix this horribly bigoted, racist, sexist song. We're going to get it out of our lexicon forever. So here are the original lyrics again. And I'm so sorry to anybody that's about to listen to these lyrics because of the offense that it's going to bring upon you, right? I'm very, very sorry. You know, I'm actually going to grab a drink of water just so I can, you know, clear my palate and clear my brain before we do this. Ah, Okay, here we go. Fight boys fight for UCO. Fight boys fight today. Fight for the team boys, all full of steam boys. Here are cheers for you. Go Broncos. Fight boys fight for the bronze and the blue. Fight boys fight today. Add one more victory to our team's history. UCO Broncos. Okay, so that is the fight song that is so problematic. So let's go line by line. Line one, it says fight boys fight for UCO. Fight boys fight today. Okay, so this is what we're going to change. We're going to change the word fight to become do your best unless it hurts someone else. Because we can't have people fighting. Like that's rude unless we're fighting systemic oppression, right? So fight is going to be changed to do your best unless it hurts someone, okay? Now, we're going to change the word boys to people who identify as humans and also may or may not identify as male or female at the moment and may or may not be sexually attracted to either or both sexes and who are actively anti-racist and fight against all patriarchal systems of oppression. Did you get that? So that's what boys is going to be now. Okay, so instead of boys, we're going to say everything that I just said. Okay? And then instead of the word today, we're going to change that to today or whenever it's most convenient. Because again, you know, I heard that timing and being on time was a, 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 uh, an element of whiteness, right? And that was an element of Western patriarchal society, which is also ran by horribly racist white men. So we can't just say today, right? Because then we're giving people a deadline and deadlines are racist. So we're not going to say today. We're going to say today or whenever it's most convenient. Okay, so that's line one. We've fixed line one. Okay, let's go to line two. Fight for the team, boys. All full of steam, boys. Okay, so again, we already told you how we're fixing the word fight. Got that out of there. But then we're going to change the little phrase, the team, to whichever side makes you the most fulfilled. Okay, because we don't want to other people that aren't on the team, right? Because what if you're not on the team? Then you're an other. And you can't be another. So the team is now whichever side that makes you most fulfilled. And then we see the word boys again, super problematic. We've already fixed that in the previous line. We'll fix it again here. And then it says steam, all full of steam, right? We're going to change the word steam to happy. Because to a lot of people, steam is just too hot. And, and we can't have something that could potentially offend somebody's sensibilities that much. So steam is now happy. All right, so we fixed line two. Let's go to line three. Here are cheers for you. Go Broncos. 
Okay, so we're going to change the word here to and no, uh, you, you, your internet didn't go out. It's going to be a blank, okay? Because to use the word here, you're assuming that somebody can hear, that their ears work, which is bigoted against hearing impaired people. And how dare you? Okay, so we fix that line or not that line. We got some other things to fix, but it says here are cheers for you. And the word you just isn't that inclusive. So we're going to change you to they, them, z, zer. So we got some pronoun playing in there and we're going to kind of figure it out. But you is just not inclusive enough because what if I don't identify as a you? Because maybe I'm multiple people. So it's they, they, them, z, zer. Okay. And then we're also going to change the go Broncos part to be animals that identify as Broncos. Because you, you're not in the, na- in the head of that Bronco, right? Unless you're the mascot, then you literally are in that animal's head. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But Broncos is now going to be animals that identify as Broncos. Okay, so that's line three. We have fixed line three. Okay, so then line four is fight boys fight for the bronze and the blue. Okay, so we've already changed the word fight. We're good with that. We changed the word boys out that we're good with that. But bronze and blue is a little problematic because it only mentions those two colors. Right, so we're going to change bronze and blue to bronze and the blue and all the other colors of the rainbow. Okay, because you know, the rainbow flag is the same as the LGBTQ, you know, pride flag. And so we're going to bring all of the colors in so that no, no other colors are left out. Okay. So that's line four. We fixed line four. Now line five, fight boys fight today. Add one more victory to our team's history. Okay. So we, we've already changed fight. You know that we've already changed boys. We've already changed today, but let's look at that really pesky word victory. We're going to change victory to completed game, right? Because When you say victory, you're assuming that there was a victor. And if you assume that there's a victor, you're also assuming that there is a loser, right? And we simply cannot have that, right? Because if you lose, you're missing out. You're being left out on the winning part. And that is highly, highly problematic. Okay. And also it says to our team's history. And we're going to change that to to our team's history, which is surely full of bigoted racism. Because we need to acknowledge our whiteness. And we also need to acknowledge the patriarchy, and we need to acknowledge all the systemic oppression that is that could possibly have happened. So to our team's history, we don't want to glorify ourselves. We're changing that to to our team's history, which is surely full of bigoted racism. And then the last line, line six, is UCO Broncos. So we're changing Broncos out again. So here are the original lyrics again. Again, trigger warning, right? If this is going to offend you, you might just skip ahead a few, a few paces because I have to read this. And, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I have to read these horribly hurtful words. But here we go. Fight, boys, fight for UCO. Oh, man, that hurt. Sorry, that hurt. I just need a second. Oh, I said the word boys. Woo. Okay, let's start over. I think, I think I can make it. Fight, boys, fight for UCO. Fight, boys, fight today. Fight for the team, boys. All full of steam, boys. Here are cheers for you. Go Broncos. Fight, boys, fight for the bronze and the blue. Fight, boys, fight today. Add one more victory to our team's history, UCO Broncos. Okay, so guys, that song is done. I am officially the last person. I'm declaring it now. I am officially the last person that will ever utter such horribly racist and bigoted words in the history of this country or or the planet or any other planet, right? I don't want to offend anybody that doesn't live in this galaxy, okay? But I'm going to read to you the final product, and I got to be honest with you. I think this has a ring to it. I think this has a certain pizzazz, a certain scat quality to it. I have fixed the UCO fight song, so stick with me. Here it is. 
Do your best unless it hurts someone else. People who identify as humans and also may or may not identify as male or female at the moment may or may not be sexually attracted to either or both sexes and who are actively anti-racist and fight against all patriarchal systems of oppression. Do your best unless it hurts someone else for UCO. Do your best unless it hurts someone else. People who identify as humans and also may or may not identify as male or female at the moment or may or may not be sexually attracted to either or both sexes and who are actively anti-racist and fight against all patriarchal systems of oppression. Do your best unless it hurts someone else today or whenever it's most convenient. Do your best unless it hurts someone else. For whichever side makes you the most fulfilled, people who identify as humans and also may or may not identify as male or female at the moment and may or may not be sexually attracted to either or both sexes and who are actively anti-racist and fight against all patriarchal systems of oppression. All full of happy people who identify as humans and also may or may not identify as male or female at the moment and may or may not be sexually attracted to either or both sexes who are actively anti-racist and fight against all patriarchal systems of oppression. Our cheers for they, them, z, zer. Go, animals that identify as Broncos. Do your best unless it hurts someone else. People who identify as humans and also may or may not identify as male or female at the moment or may or may not be sexually attracted to either or both sexes who are actively anti-racist and fight against all patriarchal systems of oppression. Do your best unless it hurts someone else for the bronze and the blue and all the other colors of the rainbow. Do your best unless it hurts someone else. People who identify as humans and also may or may not be, they may or may not identify as male or female at the moment and may or may not be sexually attracted to either or both sexes who are actively anti-racist and fight against all patriarchal systems of oppression. Do your best unless it hurts someone else today or whenever it's most convenient. Add one more completed game to our team's history, which is surely full of bigoted racism. U-C-O. Animals that identify as Broncos. There you go, guys. I will be signing autographs later. I will send you all the information. Because guys, I just ended racism. It's gone now. Right? In these decades and decades and decades that I perpetuated these horrific stereotypes and words to the greater Edmond, Oklahoma area, I would like to apologize to absolutely nobody. Right? Oh, and here, here's the other thing before I go full Conor McGregor. Um, this is a big thing too. I got I to stay in character here. We're also no longer going to sing this song, right? I fixed the song's lyrics, right? But we're no longer going to sing the song because that isn't inclusive of people that can't sing well or for deaf people that can't hear the words or for dumb people that can't read. There you go. I've taken care of it all, right? Guys, was that as exhausting for you to hear? as it was for me to perform because all of this is performative now all of it this is such a non-story and yet it ran on the nightly news in my city in in one of the major cities in the country right in Oklahoma City and this is where we're at so when people think of the University of Central Oklahoma this is going to be one of the first things that they think of this is a university that I've given a ton of my time and effort and money too. Even since graduating, I've been on multiple boards. I, I've been, you know, on the alumni association board. I've been on the board of the, of the business school. I've mentored students. I've given money. And this is what my university has become. I remember thinking that I would love for my son, James, to grow up and get the PLC scholarship, just like mom and dad did. Get a full ride to UCO, right? Live that UCO experience that, that we absolutely adored and loved so much. But this is where we are now. So 
I bring all this on for those of you that have stuck with us for the last 30 minutes. This is your payoff, right? Because now we're going to talk about why this is a big deal. Yeah, that was very detailed and very specific to me. And I appreciate you guys letting me talk about something that's that important to me, right? But this isn't just about a silly fight song, okay? This is about control. This is about control. Harry Gatewood didn't reach out to the university thinking that he would just give them a polite suggestion. He wanted to control the outcome. That's for certain, right? I guess I don't know exactly what's in his heart, but there doesn't seem to be another real reason for this. We're changing the fight song so that we can control the fight song. And that's a big deal, right? Because it's not just us. It's going to be your school. And also it's important because it's about erasing history. Because they're treating the song as if it was a song that was sung in the South pre-Civil War. And it's just, you know, kind of carried on through all these racist students throughout the years, right? They want to erase the history of the song having ever existed. Now, some people might say, oh, they're just going to make minor adjustments to the song. Well, you don't know that. They may make minor adjustments, but the song didn't need to be updated. So why are we adjusting it? It's also a big deal because <laughs> this is all about pretending to be offended. Pretending to be offended. Harry Gatewood is not offended by these words. He's just not. Because I know the guy. I know he's a smart human being. His prefrontal cortex works. I met him before he turned 25, before he was, his brain was fully developed, before any of our brains were fully developed, right? He's a smart guy. He's clearly not offended by this. But he thought, I don't know what his, his play is. Maybe he's trying to get people to come to his church. Maybe he's trying to run for office. Like, who knows? But he wanted to get his name out there, and this was the story to do it. And this goes into the other thing I talked about. Again, it's not about this fight song. It's about conserving jobs for departments on campuses like this that don't actually do anything. And I mentioned this before. An Office of Diversity and Inclusion doesn't actually do anything aside from looking for opportunities to be offended. Because I've said this before, and I mean it. If they went an entire year, so let's look at UCO, my university. If they went the entire year, right? From fall of 2021 through the summer of 2022, through the summer of 2022, you like how my voice cracked? It's because I'm angry. But we go all the entire year. Let's say the university has zero incidences of racism or bigotry or othering or any of the other buzzwords. If they can't find a single student or faculty or staff member that experience any of these things, then guess what? We don't have to have this department anymore. The Department of Diversity and Inclusion doesn't need to exist anymore because guess what? They've fixed racism. They fixed the sinful human heart, right? So this is about conserving jobs. They have to give a report for the things that they've done, right? And they've got to give a report for the things that they've been able to target students that said or did things that weren't within their new rubric of rules that is constantly changing. That's what this is about. Also, it's about conservative-minded people like me and like a lot of you. We don't fight enough because we're afraid that whatever the hill is, right, that we're dealing with, that it's not worth dying on. Oh, you know, I would have said something to the principal, but man, this just isn't really a hill worth dying on. Or yeah, you know, I would have wrote a letter to the Alumni Association, but gosh, you know, this just isn't the hill. I'll save my bullets for when I really need them, right? But guys, listen to me. Listen to me really close. This applies to your university. It applies to your kid's school. It, apl it applies to your kid's private Christian school. When your enemy, and yes, I'm, I'm framing them like that on purpose, keeps taking small hills from you, they will eventually come for your headquarters. 
Because the thing is, is you don't think it's worth pushing back on a little bit of darkness here, on a little bit of darkness there. And then when the full brunt of their worldview hits you directly in the face, it's too late. You're not ready for the fight. Again, you've heard a lot of people talk about this as like in a fight, in a violent situation, you will fall to the level of your training. There's no, oh, I'm going to snap into go mode. No, no, no. Like if the other person's bigger, stronger, better prepared, you're done, right? The same is true here. But, but the big thing here for you guys, and I want you to hear me, this can't stop and it won't stop. And the this I mean is the movement, the, the, the woke movement, the progressive movement. It can't stop. There are no limiting principles to the woke movement. Because that's the thing that I constantly ask people and constantly think about. People that are progressives, it's like, okay, when will you stop yelling? Like, when will we be better enough? When will we be even enough? When will we be equal enough? At what point do we get to stop yelling in the streets and throwing Molotov cocktails at police officers? At what point do we get there? And they can't answer it because the progressive movement just keeps moving. There is no goal in mind, guys. There isn't, right? You know, you know, Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all these other different organizations and whatever organizations going on in your local campus, they always have these demands. We demand this and we demand this and we demand this change and this adjustment. And guess what? When they get that, are they ever satisfied? No, obviously they're not ever satisfied. The point is never what they're asking for. The point is what they're going to ask for next. Don't be asleep at the wheel. So guys, we have to push back. Because again, this applies to you and it applies to your children. And a lot of you guys that have gotten out of the, the public school system in the last 12 months, this, this is your reality. Because you found out the things that were being shoved down your, your kids' throats, the ideology that was just being like beaten into their heads, and you couldn't think of anything else to do other than just get them out of there. And some of you haven't dealt with the wreckage that came from them even hearing some of these ideas in the first place. And you're going to have to deal with those wakes as we go out throughout the years, right? But this can't stop and it won't stop. So start pushing back, okay? I want you to push back. But here's my call to action, okay? So I'm calling on the president of UCO, Patty Newhold-Ravikumar. I'm also calling on the athletic director, Stan Wagnon, the VP of Advancement, Ann Holzberline, the VP of Finance and Operations, Kevin Freeman, and the director of alumni, Lori Minetti. Those are all people that I know personally, except for Stan Wagner. I have not met him yet. These are all people that I know personally. My call to action for you is to stop this now. Stop it. This is nonsense. This is not a real issue. This is not something that requires revision. Some people are going to be like, this is just a fight song. Why are you freaking out? It's not about the fight song. It's about what comes after the fight song. That's what I'm most worried about. You change the lyrics to the song. What if I had never known about it? What if my buddy Mike had never even texted me this? I wouldn't be having this conversation with you right at this moment, right? I, I may have never even heard about it, right? Even though I'm still plugged into my university. But guys, again, President Newhold, A.D. Wagner, VP of Advancement, Holzberline, VP of Finance and Ops Freeman, and Director of Alumni Man Manetti. This will not stop. Somebody have the stones to put a stop to it. And now, to any University of Central Oklahoma alum listening to this podcast, and I know there's a lot of you, let these people know about your displeasure. 
So forget about the diversity inclusion office. They're just going to basically write off your email, your phone call. They're not going to worry about it. Forget about the communications and public affairs office because I know the folks over there, they're, they're not going to do anything about it to change it either. But if you know department heads, if you know any of the people individually that I've just listed there, if you know any important person at the university, you let them know how displeased you are about this. But two offices specifically, okay? The Office of Advancement, so that's like the fundraising office, right? And the Office of Alumni Relations. Bombard them with your true feelings on this subject matter. And, and guys, I fully admit I might be in the minority here, but hopefully to the UCO alums that have listened to this, you understand that this is not about the fight song. It's about something else. And for guys, again, you listening, it's not about whatever the city council is worried about at that moment. It's not about whatever the, the PTA is worried about in that moment, right? When you see these progressive progressives moving, it's about what comes after that. So again, all UCO alums, let these university officials know that you will not stand for this. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Wherever you're listening to this, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you want to come speak at your live event or on your podcast, just shoot me an info to info, sorry, shoot me an email rather to info at undaunted.life. That's I-N-F-O at undaunted.life. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok and like us on Facebook. Check out our website for everything else, including how to donate to keep more content like this coming. That's all at www.undaunted.life. We also want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their music for our content content. The intro outro track on this podcast is their song Cutting the Ties, which is off their 10th anniversary re-recording of their album Leveler. The links are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, keep pushing back darkness, keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical resilience, keep seeking the Lion of Judah. <laughs>